Here's a fake handoff, and Donnelly's going to throw, and that one is picked off by Nelson LaCombo again. He's bringing it back, 30, 40. He's got a convoy. He's going to go. Nelson LaCombo all the way for a Husky defensive touchdown. Second week in a row, they have a pick six. And if I'm not mistaken, second week in a row for Nelson LaCombo with a pick six. Well, I'll tell you what, if people around the country didn't know about Nelson LaCombo before this game, they're certainly going to after this one. That was as impressive a performance throughout this game that I've seen from a defensive back in this league in a long time. Growing the Game with Ballsy is a podcast dedicated to growing the game of football in Saskatchewan. Each week, Michael Ball will talk with rider guests, but he'll also highlight amateur athletes, coaches, and builders in this province growing the game we love. Now, here's Ballsy. Well, first off, I'd like to apologize for my lack of content lately. My mom had a massive heart attack and has been battling for her life. Now, I want to thank all of you for your thoughts and prayers. Let me tell you, they help. Because a few days ago, she was given moments to live, but now is alert and talking and trying to make her way back. She's not out of the woods yet, so keep those prayers and thoughts coming. I really appreciate it. We've got some big announcements here in terms of sponsors. First, I want to thank the ones that have stayed the course, like Doubles Head Ag Sales in Wayward and Corey Zadorozniak for grain hauling, grain marketing, and crop insurance. Give Corey a call out there in the Wayburn area. Paul Waldo at Royal LePage in Regina, the three-time Grey Cup champion. Get in the real estate game with him at Royal LePage, 306-502-5355. Mark Greshner Photography in Regina. Check out his awesome work at markgreshner.com. And Face First Medical Aesthetics in Regina on Dudney Avenue above Gabos. If you want to beat back Father Time in a naturally looking way, then check out Crescendo over there at Face First. I'd like to welcome out of the podcast Regina Sports Performance Center and Aubrey Stedman and his gang. Get in the game. Join today at reginasports.ca. They're the sponsor of our podcast studios. So the podcast, Growing the Game with Ballsy, is coming to you from the Regina Sports Performance Center. Our guests come to you via the Hammer Time Roofing Hotline. Tired of your shingles blowing off? Call Hammer Time Roofing, Saskatoon's only certainteed five-star roofing contractor that's backed by a true manufacturer's warranty. Call 306-262-ROOF. Thanks to Kevin Welsh and his gang out there in Saskatoon for getting on board. Big rider fans, big football fans. Our homegrown segment is brought to you by AGT Foods and the Regina Thunder. Thanks to Mirad Al-Khatib for getting on board and putting his money where his mouth is and where his support is as uh, he is doing a great job building the game of football at all levels, including the women's division in our province. I love that guy. And our coach of the week will be brought to you going forward by John Ryan, the Riders punter, Regina football legend, and the Gear Up with John Ryan Foundation. Our first guest is the coach of the week for the Gear Up with John Ryan Foundation, and it's Brian Boyce out there in Moose Jaw, who... Man, he wears a lot of football hats. Time now to head out on our Hammer Time Roofing Hotline, and we're joined by Brian Boyce, who is the president of Moose Jaw Minor Football. Now, that's just a small snippet of your football life, Brian. Fill my listeners in on just how much you love football, because I thought I loved football, but you really love football. Well, on top of being president of minor football, I'm also the receiver coach for the Regina Thunder. So I drive in to do that during the season, and obviously there is no off-season with the Thunder. Um, I also coach for the SAS Select full-time. So that's a year-round thing now. I'm kind of a jack-of-all-trades for those guys, a coach, admin, whatever they need. Kind of working with the granddaddy of football, Zelko Stefanovic, so mm-hmm. I love that. 
Plus, I also was a part of the U16 team staff. You know, in 2019, we were fortunate enough to win a gold medal. I just live football. I just love it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, tell us about your playing background. What, what was your playing background like? No, I, I played football up to only into high school, and then I played a lot of baseball, and I went to college for ball. Um, but I just love football. You know, I gave up baseball, and I just love coaching it. It's basically my biggest passion. Yeah, so what, what do you like best about coaching football and the game of football in general? I think my biggest thing about football I love is it translates to life. It's about getting, you know, punched in the face, getting knocked down. You got to pick yourself up. You know, you got to keep fighting every single play. You know, that's what life is. It's about getting knocked down. Yeah, and keep and, going, fighting yeah, forward. Yeah, and the whole world got knocked down by COVID nineteen. It really wrecked our sports, wrecked our football with the select program there and Moose Jaw and with the U sixteen, U eighteen teams, and of course with your Regina Thunder team. But you have had off season workouts both with the selects. And with the Thunder, how, how do you keep these guys motivated when there's no game, when there has been no game action? Because let's be honest, yeah, practice is great, workouts are great, being with people, camaraderie is great, but you want to play the damn game. I agree. It's It's been tough. Like, we've been fortunate. I've been coaching football since last August. We fought hard for the fall season, you know, and then with selects, we continue to adjust. You know, we're in their eight-man groups. We're doing everything we can, but basically, these kids have nothing else. All these kids love football, so they're willing to come out. So they're grinding, doing, you know, three hours of individual period. So these kids are getting great coaching, but, it, you know, they're not getting that carried at the end of the game. So it's been tough. And, you know, when you go to the Thunder aspect, you know, our, our kids over 19 can't train. It's kind of ridiculous, you know. These kids are in university they're looking to play at the next level and they're not allowed to even be on the field so we can't even be in the eight-man groups with them so to keep them motivated we do a lot of zoom calls we we have them doing videos for me working out different things like that i expect them to do catching drills whatever it may be you know i got to keep them motivated so I, I i stay motivated for them and we just we're all bought in the best we can i keep telling them stay ready we're not getting ready we're staying ready okay so help me out here why can't you have kids over 19 what's the deal with that I'm not sure that was just part of the restrictions. You had to basically be under the age of 19, so it, it never really made a whole lot of sense to me. Um, we just followed in the guidelines. So the, the camps that we're doing, we just basically had some of the younger grade 12s. You know, those kids have had the opportunity to come out, no equipment, nothing like that, no contact. So at least they had the opportunity to come out, but it's not. I don't think it's really fair for our kids right now. you got to feel bad for the kids. You know, not only the kids that were already Thunder players, but the kids, and I know a few of them coming out of Regina High School, that, I mean – for recruiting purposes, that they're kind of lost in the wilderness in a lot of cases. Well, that's the thing. So there's a lot of kids that are good football players that, you know, their grade 12 year was a big year. They were going to be the man. They got, they got to be the lead dog, and now they don't have that film. So, you know, we're, we're disappointed because there's going to be a lot of kids who've been sitting, probably sitting around playing some video games, if we're honest. Some guys aren't working hard. They're just going to fall through the cracks, and there's going to be a lot of good football players that just aren't going to get the opportunity they deserve. That just makes me actually puke in my mouth. That must make you sick to your stomach as a football guy. It does. It makes me absolutely sick. It, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me when I, I look at everything going on. We talk about mental health. I mean, it, it's crazy. There's a lot of kids, you know, depressed right now. And when you look at the stats, it, it doesn't add up why these kids aren't playing sports. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think, and, and I think we just touched on it a couple of minutes ago. And I'm cautious how I attack this because it's the first time any of us have lived through a pandemic. So I give them a bit of a pass, okay? But I don't get all these made-up rules. You can do this, but you can't do that. You can go to church with 30 people, but then you can go shop at a big department store or Costco with 600. And I'm all for the economy staying open, but but why can you get it on a football field, but you can't get it at a protest? Like, there's so many made-up rules. <laughs> 
couldn't agree more with you. None of it really makes sense. I mean, I know they're trying their best, but when you look at it, I, I look at a number for me. Here's a stat that I hate. You know, the kids' helpline, 1.9 million kids called it in 2019, 4.2 million kids called it in 2020. You know, so that's a stat I look at that I hope they start to realize that it's time to get these kids out there. Hmm. You know, if you can go out and you can have, like you say, you protest, you can do things, you go to church, you can sit across from each other, but you can't have family over, you know, you can't have kids, you can't train that are over 19. You know, you have to be in a group of eight. You can't be in a group of 15. Like, these numbers don't really make any sense to me either. It's a sobering stat you just unveiled. I didn't realize that, and that, that does scare me and piss me off at the same time. Okay, Brian, boys, let's talk about something good here. You guys want to fire up a spring for Football League. I, I want to give kudos once again to what they did in Saskatoon uh, where they had like an academy and kids got to have their grade 12 in some form or fashion uh, out there in the Saskatoon area. I want to give the gang at Regina Minor Football kudos for what they did this fall. But Regina High Schoolers and surrounding area, they kind of were left out. We're hoping maybe they can do it in the spring here. And you guys are trying to do something in the Moose Jaw and surrounding area. Tell us about that. Absolutely. So I've been fighting for football since the fall. So we've kind of gone through this already. Um, I want to give these high school kids an opportunity. So what we've done is we've basically ran it through our minor football. We're kind of dubbing it our Southern Saskatchewan High School Spring League. You know, we got our centers from Yorkton, Weyburn, you know, Estevan, Swift Current. They're all in the Moose Jaw League. So what we're trying to do is fire up all these teams in our minor, minor divisions and give these kids that opportunity to have a spring league, you know, get them some film, let them have that last hurrah together as seniors because they deserve it. These kids work hard. Football's important to them. Yeah. So where can they find the information and, and when do you hope to get this thing going and, and where will you play, uh, you know, perform? I don't even know if I could say play, but where will the action take place is the best way to put it. Well, we're hoping, you know, that we're obviously going to have to deal with the government and get approval. But like I said, we already went through this. We had to play in divisions. You know, we've already had a discussion with all these teams. If we had to go to nine man to make it work, these guys want to play football. So basically for the Moose Jaw kids, you can go onto the Moose Jaw minor football website, you know, and there's registration. There's all the information on there. And I know the other centers are still working on getting their registration open. But, you know, contact the centers, minor football. Those are the people to talk to. These are the guys who will be fighting for these kids to play football. You know, and I'm excited for the battle because the kids are worth it. Surely to God we can if Alabama who just announced they're going to play a full season in front of a full stadium of over 70,000 and if if in the FCS right now in the spring league they can have four or six thousand at games surely we can play football here in Saskatchewan you unveiled some pretty sobering numbers there Brian I really appreciate it this has been Brian Boyce he's our coach of the week for the gear up with John Ryan foundation this is growing the game with ballsy And this is Growing the Game with Ballsy, coming to you from the Regina Sports Performance Center studio. All our guests come to you via the Hammer Time Roofing Hotline. And we're going to head out on the hotline and speak with Bill Shea from The Athletic. He recently did an article on the NCAA college football game, which is coming back. Yeah, I'm not much of a gamer now, but this game would draw me back into the gaming world. I wouldn't mind being a 40-something-year-old guy in my man cave playing as the North Dakota Fighting Hawks against the NDSU Bison or the Tennessee Volunteers against the Alabama Crimson Tide at Leland stadium in knoxville tennessee this game is on the verge of resurrection so we'll talk now with bill shea from the athletic all right here on the phone line with bill shea from the athletic in detroit how are you today bill 
Very good. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Awesome, man. Love your work on uh, that publication. Now, uh, I want to talk about the NCAA football game. I know uh, you talked to those at EA Sports, so I thought I'd come to you because you got the great information. But uh, this is one This is one I'm really looking forward to. I'm in my 40s, so I've kind of gotten away from playing video games. Uh, but uh, are you excited for this game? Are you a video game player yourself, Bill? <laughs> that's a, that's actually a great question. Um, in college, I played a, a lot of Madden, early Madden, when it was still uh, yeah. the old name, and I, I played some of this game, and I still play a little bit today. I play some Fortnite. I've, I've got a freshman and high school son, so we play some games together. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to this one coming back. I'd, I'd been away from it for a long time, but it sounds like it'll be uh, pretty cool, and I'm, I'm keen to see it on the, the modern game consoles. Yeah, me too, and so I, I was really into this one. And I have a son like you who's a freshman in college. He's down in the States at UND, and he's actually on the Fighting Hawks team. So we joke maybe he'll actually get to, instead of making a fake profile, he'll actually be able to be on the game. Now, first off, is it going to be available on all consoles and gaming devices? Well, at, at this point, it definitely will be available on the, the new Xbox and the new PlayStation consoles. Um, if it's they haven't been real more specific mm. about that, and I assume like all other modern games that come out, it'll be the the various mobile devices and things that well. Will it play on the older consoles? I don't know because if you know we're we're a couple of years out, yeah. and if the technology is so advanced, it, it may not play at all on you know your PS4 or Xbox One or something like that. Yeah, so a better chance it's in 2022 or 2023 for a release date, Bill. Well, the latest I saw with some reporting by Matt Brown, who, who covers um, college sports, um, is they're talking about a two-year timeline. That was in an email sent out by uh, the Collegiate Licensing Corporation and EA to some the uh, what what people would have known as the Division One AA schools back in the day. Um, that system, they were basically told probably a couple of years before it's in front of consumers on the store shelves. So I'm going to guess probably mid-2023, maybe right before the college football season starts. What will be in the game in terms of uh, nicknames, uh, the, the, the teams that are going to be in it, different jersey? You know, do you know much of, those, much of those details, like players' names, likeness, that type of thing? But at this point, all we know is that EA has said over 100 schools, um, you know, with the, the, the stadiums, school names and, and nicknames and, and things like that, um, you know, probably all the other bells and whistles. Uh, at this point, because the, uh, the NIL name image likeness rights haven't been sorted out here in the United States, um, they don't expect the early game to have that, but if it does get sorted out, and it very well could by this summer, um, it's pos- it's very possible they will be in the game if they come out, you know, in two years from now. That that should give them enough lead up time. Uh, but you know, it comes down to a question yeah. of will they have the group licenses in place, things like that. And just today, the you know University of Notre Dame said they will not participate mm. in the game until the athletes are can be compensated for their name, image, and likeness. And you know Notre Dame is obviously a really big one that you want to have in there, so that maybe gives a little juice to to getting something done. Yeah, that's that's interesting. You know, Bill Shea joining us here. That is very interesting. It, it's amazing too. You say two years. We know, like you're talking about the old game consoles. How much a video game can evolve in one year, let alone in two years, right? The technology. Oh, absolutely. And they're just tapping into, you know, the, the horsepower of some of these 
modern machines. And, and they also, I think, want to take their time. You know, they, it just basically will be a new game that has a lot of legacy behind it. But those in the, the gaming world saw the disaster with Cyberpunk 2077, years in development, massive marketing, huge thirst for that game. And it came out too soon, and it was a disaster for that company. Um, I've got a copy of it. I think it's a pretty cool game because <laughs> I have a PS5. Um, but it was basically designed to run, and the marketing was like on PC computers, you know, the, the really right. high-power gaming computers. And they like didn't tell people that, apparently. So it was just a complete catastrophe when it came out and was glitchy and didn't work and stuff like that. Um, you know, and people still don't have the PS5 in, in big numbers yet. Um, that will happen by the time this football game comes out in two years. You know, you'll be able to find them on the store shelves. Um, so, I, you know, EA will take its time to make sure it puts out the best product possible. People will still complain about it when it comes yeah, out. Right. Nothing is perfect. Nothing satisfies everybody. But it should hopefully, fingers crossed, be a really cool game. Okay, so, Bill, the last one was released, I believe, in July of 2013 put into cole's notes version in your best way possible how big a franchise was this because it, i mean like i said that's the last real one i got into and i'm just kind of casual video game guy I did play madden of course in canada we like our nhl hockey and that's a good game but this was one for me that i really loved how big a franchise was this for ea sports it was absolutely enormous. It, it is still EA Sports' number five all-time selling franchise, you know, behind Madden and FIFA and, and some others. Um, but even to this day, for it to still be number five in terms of, of all-time sales, they never, you know, released the specific numbers. But it was, you know, millions and millions and millions of dollars, um, you know, at, at least a couple of million a year um, they sold in terms of, of numbers. So it was absolutely enormous. And I, I think that they opted to announce when they did because there is progress on the NIL rights. And once that happens and they can get that into the game, people will be super excited to play, you know, with players who are, you know, obviously, you know, you know, Joe Smith or whatever, who's a superstar in two years for Notre Dame or wherever. Mm -hmm. They'll be really excited that they can have his name and his face and, and that kid will get, you know, money for that legally. Um, you know, players will be able to enjoy that compensation. So two point, um, two, it'll, it'll, it'll happen. Two part last question. Yeah. So do you think we will see the, the, the likeness and, and, and players being compensated for it? Do you think that'll come to pass? Do you think that'll actually happen? I, I would think if you're going to have a Notre Dame school, not be in the video game, something will be worked out. Yeah, I, I think it will. Will it for the very first game? You know, if there's if the legislation gets buried in lawsuits and nonsense, it could delay it. It eventually will have all of it because I think it, nil rights will get sorted out. The group licensing will happen. Um, whether it's the first game, we don't know. Um, they may, they, you know, they may punt on this until they can get everything, um, or they just may go with a version that has a hundred some schools, and you know, the following versions will be even more popular if they include the, you know, the D1 AA schools and the NIL for everybody, and and all you know, historic teams or Canadian colleges 
colleges, whatever they can jam yeah. into it effectively, they, they absolutely will. Canadian colleges would be great. I know we have, we'd have an appetite for that up here. We're always like, why can't we have a CFL game up here? But obviously not as, a, not as much of a juggernaut as American college football or the NFL. I, I know I'm not a 16 to 20-some-year-old kid playing this, but the likenesses didn't matter to me that much. But that was a long time ago. Games have evolved. So I'm imagining that people would want the actual likenesses on, on their game. Yeah, I think more and more people will once they get a taste of it, um, you know, that uh, the name, the image, and likeness, and, and, you know, the physical performance of that player where it's obviously, you know, like Joey Burrow from LSU, you know, he's this news broke that, you know, his, it was his dream to be on the cover of that game. And, you know, if they do historic teams and things like that, mm-hmm. that you will be able to play with, with Joe Burrow at LSU or Ohio State when he was a freshman. Um, and I, people will dig that. But overall, I, I, you know, even if they don't have the nil rights in, in two summers from now, I think people will still, millions of people will still oh, yeah. buy it because, of the you know, there's a hole in the market for that. And it very much will be filled by this game. Are you a Michigan guy, Bill? Like, were you born in Michigan? No, I've been here 21 years, but I am a hard, hardcore through and through Ohio State guy. I'm from Ohio. I'm a Buckeye. Do you have to be quiet in that uh, in that state when you? (laughs) (laughs) No, no, not for the last 20 years. In the 90s, maybe. (laughs) But uh, Ohio State has absolutely owned Michigan and football um, for the last uh, generation now, for the last age cohort. So um, I I proudly fly my Ohio State car flag, and I have my sweatshirts and jerseys and things. So, no, but uh, when that switches, I might get a little quiet, but uh, it's been fun. So that was my last question. Will we get to see Jim Jim Harbaugh's kahakis, his khaki pants on the sidelines there? Uh, yeah, I in the video game, there will be specifically there will be Jim Harbaugh khaki pants that <laughs> will have some sort of close up. Yeah, That's I funny. would be shocked if there was not. I think they will get as many of those details into the game as they can. Bill, thanks for this. I really appreciate uh, your time and I enjoy your work. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. This has been Growing the Game with Ballsy. If you have a football story you'd like to share to help us grow the game, email Michael Ball at mball at harvardbroadcasting.com. Ballsy can be heard weekdays in Regina on 104.9 The Wolf Morning Show and during Saskatchewan Rough Riders and U of R Rams broadcasts on 620 CKRM.